Riker to Captain Picard. Go ahead, number one. May I see you in the observation lounge, sir? I'll be right there. This seems to be some kind of meeting place. Some kind of meeting. Some 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 kind of meeting place. Could you want it? Might be doesn't it? I don't think they're going to let us in, Artu. We'd better go. Maybe we better talk out here. The observation lounge has turned into a swamp. Artu, wait! Oh dear. Artu! Artu, I really don't think we should rush into all this. Oh! Artu! This is the Observation Lounge for the week of January 5th, 2013. Sparkly Spinning Elf Debate Ride. I'm Greg Harbin. With me today, as always, is my lovely not co-host, Drew Stewart. Welcome, Drew. Well, thank you, Greg. Joy to you, friend. <laughs> and also, our lovely TOL... News editor, Catherine Bryan. Welcome, Catherine. Hi, Greg. How are you? I, I'm doing well. Uh, it, it's been a, a couple weeks, I guess, since we, we last met in the Observation Lounge due to holiday shenanigans. It you guys feels get into like some... it was like last year. <laughs> I, I know. It's like, <laughs> yes. Goodness. Did you guys get down, get up to some nerdy things over the holidays? Of course. Oh, Yeah. I was going to ask, what what is the, the most nerdy thing you did? Because I just restarted Mass Effect, like with Mass Effect 1, which came out like five years ago. And I'm I'm <laughs> planning on like doing all of it over the next, like, I don't know, however long that takes. How how long does it take to do like 120 hours of video game? Probably a week and a half. Yeah, okay. All right. Most. <laughs> well, how, many, how many hours is that? That's like five days. Come on, man. Yes, but I have work as well and, and, oh. and sleep, maybe? Shh. No, no. I've been eschewing sleep. Work, it's harder to eschew work, but uh, the sleep has been has been steadily declining. <laughs> I accidentally rewatched all of the original Twilight Zone series in two days. <laughs> the no. whole thing? They treat to me. The whole thing. Oh, yeah. Nice. It was what? beautiful. I know there was a <laughs> marathon going on somewhere, like on Sci-Fi, but you just, you did the Netflix. I Netflixed it. Blaze through. Wow. How was it? Oh, it was wonderful. It was everything I remembered it being, and better, and sadder, much sadder. Nice. Isn't isn't uh, Brian Singer rebooting, or Brian Fuller, one of those Brian's, doing a <laughs> reboot of the Twilight Zone? Well, there's already been the movie of which we don't speak, and the <laughs> rebooted series of which we really don't speak. <laughs> so, if there is another one on the horizon, I don't care. I think I can say <laughs> firm with firm. Well, if it's the, Brian the Fuller, I'll be excited. The concept is sound. The, the concept Singer, of I'm the Twilight cry. Zone is well. Sound. Let's, if it's Brian Singer, I'm sure they'll bring back Hugh Jackman. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Drew? Did you manage to do anything nerdy, or was it all just family family events? No, no, I got to do all kinds of nerdy things. Um, I mean, we went to IKEA, which in it in and of <laughs> itself is not nerdy, but not but entirely. In doing so, I replaced the uh, full size bed that I normally record from. With a sofa sleeper, ooh! So I can actually sit up. I feel more like an adult and not like a little kid <laughs> hiding in the back room. And and I also was able to put out some more of my uh, more of my nerd decorations here. Nice. I think my wife has finally conceded the guest room to me. <laughs> That's the you way to see. You can room. see above me the Return of the Jedi uh, lunchbox. Yep, and uh -huh. the Enterprise model. Oh, sweet! So. Uh, now, is that the Enterprise or the Enterprise Refit or the Enterprise A or the Mirror Enterprise from the JJ comic book that apparently looks just like the Refit Enterprise? It's it's the original. Oh, okay. Okay, the classic. Very good. <laughs> I need to get some more of those things. I have my plush Enterprise and now a plush TARDIS that was brought to me by a listener, Gwen. So I have them Ooh. fly around the, the apartment with each other. It's very much fun. <laughs> Now I just need my giant plush DS9 and I'll be I'll be very happy. <laughs> okay, but we do we do have a rundown aside from the various things we got to over the weekend. We have a bunch of stuff. 
Um, people may not know the Observation Lounge is pretty much a weekly geeky news roundup. Uh, typically, we've actually been doing a lot of like movie and TV news, um, or we just throw out everything and just do a movie. Like I believe was it last week or the week before we did The Hobbit, and it was just this is just The Hobbit. Uh, but there is more stuff to geekery than just watching TV all the time. So I, I did want to touch on some more things this week. So we've got a wide ranging rundown this week. Uh, first up is the holodeck, which is apparently coming our way quite soon. Catherine, you, you found this. What's new in holodeck technology? Well, for a while now, companies, uh, especially companies that work with projectors and 3D projectors, have been working on how terrifyingly realistic <laughs> they can make <laughs> the environment that they're projecting. But what Microsoft has gone and done is filed a patent for what they're saying is an interactive computing system configured to provide an immersive display experience. And what they're saying is is that instead of just having your screen while you're gaming, it's going to be like a full 360 incorporating your existing environment. Really good way to improve horror games. <laughs> Shenanigans festival. <laughs> so, so like Picard could walk in and be like, Xbox, automobiles. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Nice. Yeah, I, the patent looks like it sort of transforms your living room into whatever space. Um, I don't know how exactly. many projectors that would take, but that's yeah. that's a cool idea. That, I suspect that's my it'll question. be like surround sound, where you have you know your eight or twelve speakers behind you. <laughs> Only it'll be projectors, maybe. Man, wow! Science. Uh, it, to be fair, it is just a patent. So it yes. doesn't necessarily mean that they can actually pull it off. They're just like, in case somebody does, we own it. <laughs> this is but, true, but, but it does show that they're, you know, they're doing R&D into it. But my thoughts are, no matter how many projectors, you're going to cast a giant shadow. And each room being a different size, a different shape even, it's going to be really hard for them to, to set it up so that you don't cast any shadows and block off 90% of the screen. And how does it know where you're, where you're looking at? I mean, the Kinect is a great piece of input technology. I love yelling at my Xbox. And, and you know, it can see me and I dance around and we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, don't, I don't see how it could be like, oh, he's looking over there. Let's, you know, have something happen around or behind him. And it, it, I imagine it for like, uh, you know, like in an arcade. Mm -hmm. Like like a permanent yeah. setup may be working, but, but for, for a home, I'm interested to see how they can figure that out. Well, you have to buy a patented Microsoft house where all the rooms are <laughs> oh. circular and have built-in projectors. And you sort of stand in a ring of, like, there's projectors all around your feet. I, I, <laughs> you're probably right. That we'll, we'll see it in arcades first, and that will be quite cool. Um, there was something, like a 360-degree film that premiered last year. I, I never heard how it went, but apparently it was a whole movie and it was projected onto this, this circular room that people could go into and, and just be surrounded by it. That's creepy. <laughs> I'm not sure I would enjoy that at all, actually. Well, I've, I've definitely, I filed this under like speculative science hmm. where it's a thing they're working on and it might, you know, just end up fading away. We'll never hear about it again. Like a lot of things, but it's it would be so... I just want a holodeck in my house so I can yes. lose all productivity instead of most productivity. <laughs> I think we're well, clear on that. Who, who was it this week that was... Or last couple of weeks talking about how awesome it is that even though people on Star Trek are in space, they still take time to go into the holodeck and nerd out and like put on costumes? <laughs> <laughs> well, only nerds are accepted into Starfleet. This is... Right. This is true. This is known. And and when and when the ultimate nerd thing is reality, you've you've got to you've still got to nerd about something. That's right. So, yeah. So they become like epic nerds about like 18th century ships <laughs> and automobiles. Automobiles. I just rewatched that episode. It just doesn't make any sense on every level. It's so good, but it also completely falls. Anyway. Okay, so Holodeck's possibly coming someday. We're still waiting to hear what the next Xbox is. I'm sure it'll be better with Connect, whatever Connect means in mm -hmm. the future. Connect uh, means shouting. 
<laughs> a lot of shouting. No, that's not that. No, stop it. I like when I'm trying to have a conversation and my Xbox just comes up. Bloop. No, I didn't even talk to you, Xbox. And I say Xbox and it bloop again. I'm like, no, stop it. Do you ever have Siri and Connect talk to each other? Can you make that work? Ooh. Well, if you tell Siri to say Xbox, blah, 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 she will, and your Xbox will respond. I haven't done that, but I've heard. That'd be so cool. That happens. (laughs) So the next one is actually also, um, Catherine, you, I believe Hawkeye has been your pick every single time we've done picks. You just keep picking (laughs) Hawkeye. I'm getting the sense that you like Hawkeye. Hawkeye is only my favorite a lot right now. I think it is one of the best comics that's happening currently, especially with some of the other things that are happening in comics that we'll talk about later. Mm. Um, But what Matt Fraction is doing with the newest issue of Hawkeye, Hawkeye number seven, is that he's donating all the proceeds, so all the royalties, the incentives, and the sales uh, from this comic, which is all based on Hurricane Sandy. He's donating all the proceeds to the Red Cross. For the relief effort, which is just the coolest thing in the world to do. Yeah, that is really cool. Yes. I, it kind of makes me want to run out there and, and actually buy issue seven. I've, I've not jumped into Hawkeye yet, but this is a really cool thing. Is it a yeah, special I mean, like Sandy themed issue too? Like it, it, it deals is. with Sandy? It does. It has um, Hawkeye the main Hawkeye and his little protege. One's going to be in Jersey and one's going to be in Brooklyn during Mm -hmm. the hurricane. And it's actually written by two different people and drawn by two different people. So it'll be kind of a parallel story of what went down when Sandy was happening. I'm I'm interested to hear more about the backstory, like when, you know, when they, they got together and decided this and, and when they started drawing it. I mean, because this is a pretty quick turnaround time for a comic book. They rushed it. They, When Sandy was happening, Fraction got his team together and said, this is a thing that I want to do, and they really rushed production. If you follow him on Twitter, you would have seen his, like, uh, guys, we need this to happen now kind of <laughs> panic while he was doing it. But um, they pulled it together. You can pre-order it. You have until Monday to pre-order it mm-hmm. and tell your comic shops to definitely get it in. And all of the pre-order proceeds go straight to Fraction faster, which means Red Cross relief faster, nice. which is awesome. Nice. That, that yeah, that that is a really cool thing. Um, and it's in it's going to be in comic stores. Will it be this week? If we're releasing on Saturday or Sunday, will people be able to get it like on Wednesday? It'll be out on Wednesday. Okay. Nice. Very cool. That that'll be cool. my my next trip to the comic store because I still have to pick up one all new. Six. <laughs> you need Hawkeye one through six before uh, well, you can yes. read okay. seven. Ha- Hawkeye Hawkeye one through six. Yes, dear. Um, I will get to them. I also have all new X-Men to pick up. I think there's all new X-Men 5. And then there is Star Trek number 16, which is the conclusion of the Mirror Saga. Which I... I, I it, the Ongoing is an interesting comic. <laughs> I almost read it and then I gave up. <laughs> it's my Star Trek comic story. That's, that's, that's <laughs> very exciting. And then there's also Star Wars ongoing, which this didn't make it in the rundown. I want to mention real quick while we're on the the comics thing. But Star Wars is getting a new ongoing comic that's going to take place between Star Wars and Empire. Did you guys hear about this? No. No. Yeah. I want to I, be having this comic. It it and it is. It's it's this month. I think it's later on this month. Will be Star Wars number one, and actually it's going to feature Princess Leia as a Xbox uh, Xbox pilot. X-Wing. X-Wing pilot. Oh. Xbox, blow up the Death Star. All of a sudden, I'm not interested. I mean, I don't like taking... uh... Yeah, I I don't know. like, let's take characters that we already know and do things that other people already do. Surely she could fly an X-Wing. I'd like to see her do, like, diplomatic stuff. The only thing that we see Princess Leia do that is diplomatic is offer a teddy bear a Rice Krispie treat. That's it. Because <laughs> it's a war. There's a war going on. We don't know her skill set. She could be an extremely talented pilot, and we exactly. just didn't get to see it. Yeah, we, we, saw, we saw her in three films, and one of them she was locked up for most of it. Yeah, I granted, in, I, I guess in Empire, she could have flown something if she could fly. But she, she was busy being a leader. 
I, I, so, I am interested to see what's going to get her into the pilot seat between Star the, Wars and Empire. The big question is who's publishing it? It is... Shoot, you caught me there. I believe it's Dark Horse. Oh, so they've still got the comics going, even after Disney bought Marvel, bought Star Wars. That is the deal, yes. And, and I don't hmm. know if this is a joint deal with Marvel, but the, the rights have not transferred. It's, it's not a Marvel comic. Very interesting. Yes. Quite interesting. So I, that will be another one. I don't know the release date. Sorry, I'm sort of pulling this out of my hat as we go. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that this month very much, along with the it countdown. It's Dark Horse. It's Dark Horse. Thank you. <laughs> Catherine is sitting there fact-checking me, which is much appreciated. It's well, out on true. January 9th. Oh. Oh, so that will be this coming Wednesday. It will. So while oh. I'm picking up my Hawkeye 1 through 7, I can also pick up Star Wars number 1. Yes? Sorry, you had me. I was looking at the art for it, and I'm I'm a little confused. It's, it's yeah, You're it's it's odd. Confused. We'll we'll have to talk about it uh, next week after uh, Can I after get it I've on read my it. Comicsology. I'm sure you'll be able to get it on your Comicsology along with Yay. every other comic on Earth. I still prefer having the paper. I don't know. I'm 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 weird that way. I don't I like boarding it up, but I do like having it having it that I can hold and carry on the bus and all I, of that. I did get to go to the comic book store in in chicago mm-hmm. i went to chicago comics which is where uh, mike from commentary track stars suggested ah, yes. that we go um and it was really neat i'd not been in a comic book store in, in in a bit but every time i go to chicago i try to go to one or the other of them and i did see a hawkeye i saw i don't know which number it was but i was like <laughs> Catherine would want me to buy this <laughs> then i saw a hawkeye action figure a germ a a Renner action figure, like the ultimate <laughs> edition, it was like sixty bucks, and I was like, I don't like oh, Catherine man. that much. <laughs> yeah, we're not friends anymore. It's all right. Oh, uh, I did get a. I've been looking for Marvel tie-ins to the cinematic universe. Hmm. Right. And, and so I bought Prelude to the Avengers, uh, graphic novel, and I bought oh, Simulation. Yeah, Prelude to Avengers is just the. Uh, Iron Man in comic book form mm-hmm. and a an interlude between Iron Man 1 and 2 and then some random like shield agent things that are like four pages a piece. Huh. And then the last set is uh Captain America prequel kind mm-hmm. of filling in some of the gaps where they jump around in the timeline. But nothing major, nothing too Not, exciting. Nothing the artwork's all really good though. Yeah, yeah. I saw it in the comic shop. I was there over the weekend, and I, I saw it. And I was like, "Oh, that that's interesting." Because I I love these tie-ins. Uh, the other thing coming out this month is Countdown to Darkness, yes. which is going to be the <laughs> Star Trek Into Darkness preview prelude. Six, I think it's five or six issues. It'll be out before the movie, and I'm interested to see if it's as cool as Countdown was last time around. Did you guys read Countdown? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I'm a little more nervous this time. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm nervous just because of the movie and and everything we've seen about it so far. It's just like what I don't, what is this exactly that we're? <laughs> no one knows. Yeah, but hopefully, I'm I'm hoping that Countdown to Darkness will provide some of those answers. I don't know, like show us Harrison's backstory and tell us why you told us it was a canon villain if it's not. We've we've seen Harrison's backstory. It's called it's called count uh, it's called uh, ongoing issue one and ongoing issue two. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not convinced, but let let's not have this discussion in the observation lounge. Okay, so th- there's our our little there's mini no comics. fighting in the war room. We're gonna we're gonna get back to comics in a little bit, but I did want to hop back to the next thing on our list. Uh, Drew, what is going on in the you know our weekly Joseph Gordon Levitt news segment? Well, I was just at Walmart, and like half the new releases this week are Joseph Gordon-Levitt movies. <laughs> and and the new news is that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is rumored to be the lead, the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not familiar with Guardians of the Galaxy. That's at the all. one with owls, right? It is. It's the sequel to Legend of the Guardians, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> 
but uh, he's he's going to be some kind of alien-human hybrid named Peter Quill, who heads out into space where he meets and joins up with a bunch of intergalactic oddballs. Now, of course, this is just a casting rumor. Sources say exclusive, etc., right. and so on. <laughs> but yeah. you know, they've also people. said that uh, Zachary Levi was going to do it, but he got cast in Thor two. And just everybody that you can think of. Anyone Joel with a Edrickin, good face. Jack Houston, Huston, Jim Brandle. Sturgis, Lee Pace, James Marsden. You know, because why not? They're just <laughs> <laughs> they're just throwing names around. I think this is just one of those. Wouldn't that be cool if Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in this movie instead of uh, uh, Justice League? Well, well they're saying... Yeah. Mm. You can go ahead. That's fine. I was just going to say, they are saying that he's still going to be in the Justice League movie, and I'm just, I don't understand why they need him to yeah. play Batman and that and this movie as well. Uh, D- Deadline has, like, sources that know things. Like, they're the ones who had the Star Trek title before anyone else did. And it was, like, not reporting it because it was in a, you know, press release, but they were just saying, yeah, we know this is true now. So Yeah, but but just because they have one good source once <laughs> like you know i accidentally get a memo and i email them and then now all of a sudden i'm a source <laughs> are they going to trust me when i say that joseph gordon levitt is going to play jesus in the next you know the next to last temptation of christ i i totally see that jgl is jesus i'm there oh, no. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that in imax oh no in imax 3d <laughs> never been but, as tempting <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you said, the the rumor is that they're going to put him in Justice League, which I have a lot of problems with starting with Justice League, which I think I brought up on the show before. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, we, we talk covered... about Joseph Gordon-Levitt a lot. We do. <laughs> well, Sorry. so, Catherine, aside from the owl thing, do you know this uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comic? Because I'm not familiar with this property at, at all. I have no familiarity with it in the way that when I first heard the title, I assumed it was a sequel to my favorite movie. <laughs> and I will forever be disappointed about this Star-Lord Peter Quill situation. I'm not really sure okay. what it's about. Because it sounds like <laughs> Justice League kind of mixed with the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, it sounds like of... a Green Lantern Corps kind of thing. Yeah. Which it's going to be weird because we're going from... You know, we've got the the known realms of the universe, and we've got, you know, Thor and the ice, you know, we got the Norse people and the ice giants and the humans, and then all these random aliens just floating out in the middle. I mean, that's a weird thing to introduce. And are they going to come, like, for Avengers 2 when Thanos finally shows up? It's going to be like, we're a bunch of weird aliens. He's just going to blast them. Is that going to be it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of worried that about the Marvel Universe getting a little a little too big, honestly. I mean, I like that it's expansive, that we can do all these different movies, and they can get together for the Avengers. But, uh, yeah, I, I hope they don't start doing every film has a tie-in. Every film culminates in the Avengers. I would hope not. That would get really old really fast. Yeah. I mean, it's already like really hard to get into the comics because it's so crazy and you have to jump in. If if they can keep things simple and like comics light for those of us who (laughs) kind of just, I I just kind of want to know what's going on in the Marvel universe and enjoy a two hour movie. I don't, I don't need to, to know like all these different worlds and aliens and all this stuff. So Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I'm, I'm iffy on this film. Um, actually, nothing about it so far is exciting me. I, I guess I unless can just be... Gordon Levitt. There's is not cast. much to talk about yet. Uh, they, they, their casting rumors are still rumors. I don't know what there is to be excited about yet. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. That's true. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I could be. Com- I could be proved completely wrong. I mean, we. I did the same thing for Iron Man. Really, more comic book movies. Yeah. And that that turned out fairly well. I, I think everyone. It was all right. Kind of likes Iron Man a bit. Iron Man 2, not so much, but yeah, yeah. in general, that's, that's good stuff. Okay, so now I, 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 I've now been spoiled. Thank you. So, so let me go ahead and tell everyone who has not read Spider-Man 700, go ahead and, and turn number. us off. Let's, let's not, don't, don't listen. 
uh, to any of the stuff we're about to say because um yes. you can skip okay. ahead to the next chapter though do, i mean do don't that. tell him to turn it off i i won't <laughs> yes in the next chapter i won't say that peter parker is killed which apparently happened it happened and it happened hard did did you read in this the, comic in the face I did. I'm, I went and picked it up specifically just to understand why I needed to be so confused and upset. I haven't been to the comic store yet, so I, I didn't realize that's oh, what the thing was that so, happened. Yeah. It's I, I just read happened. the article. Tell tell us what, what actually happened. Well, first of all, Stan Lee just turned 90, so happy birthday to him. Yeah. He gets this beautiful gift. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a long story, but basically, you know, Dr. Octopus, if you're familiar with Spider-Man, even the mm. films. Mm-hmm. His sort of arch nemesis, but one of the lamer of his arch nemesis. They they switch bodies as yeah, you do. Yeah, heard that. that ha- I've <laughs> I've I've seen that happen. I've seen television shows where where that is a common occurrence. And so then uh, the body of Doctor Octopus dies, mm-hmm. and so Doctor Octopus is in fact now going to be Spider Man. In Spider Man's body, he's just going to be Spider Man. So Peter Parker. Who was in Doc dead. Ock's body is dead. Dead, dead, like again. <laughs> you know, Can Doc. What? Yeah. What that actually excites me. I'm actually interested in <laughs> the whatever they call this next, the next one, spectacular or sir. Th- this this sounds like an Spider-Man. asylum film, like Doctor Octopus Spider Man. <laughs> I'm interested. I mean, I don't know anything about the comic book character, but. I mean, to have, you know, your old dying of cancer or whatever arch nemesis as Spider-Man. I mean, is it going to be an evil Spider-Man or is he going to pretend to be a good Spider-Man? I mean, like, there's a lot of possibilities with this. I don't think they had to kill Peter Parker. I'm sure that they, they could have <laughs> just been rude. like strapped him down and been like, aha, you know, I've got your body now. <laughs> <laughs> Done terrible things to him. You can, I'm never going to recover from that imagery. You can you can stop now, Drew. That, I don't think it's oh, going to get any better. I was thinking of Turnabout Intruder. <laughs> oh goodness. Yes. Um. But uh, so, uh, Catherine, you can tell me more about this. Um. Is it? Is he? Does pe- do people know that it's Doctor Octopus in Spider Man's body? Is this a Not secret? Not so much. It is. It is oh, a secret. I see. I'm a little worried. I'm a so little bit concerned. He's just going to go around and be like, I'm Peter Parker now. Look at me deliver a pizza. <laughs> I don't know. Well, how old is Peter Parker at this point? I mean, like, because time is always weird to me in these comics, especially like issue 700. Is he like 50 years old or is he no, still 16? He's still, it's hard to say exactly, but he's still kind of in his 20s, you know? Yeah, it seemed like yeah. he like topped out at like 28. Like he, he aged <laughs> from 16 and then just had a, a slow curve. Now Just like Tobey Maguire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. So, and he, he's not, you know, he's not geriatric Peter Parker that they've killed off. This was still young guy. Not like uh, Batman when they kill him off or break his back. He's always in his like 50s or 60s. Right, right. I'm sure that there's a way like Doc Ock's body is not actually dead and they're going to, you know. Bodies. I don't know, man. How on earth does now does Doc Ock have a big a big thing like Janice Lester had? Like, how does he switch bodies with him? Does a he just look thing? at him and just snap his it, fingers? It, there was some science involved. It oh, was sure. the issue before seven hundred, to be oh, honest, okay. which I haven't read because <laughs> why? There's so much Amazing Spider-Man to read, <laughs> and he's still alive in other comics, right? Like, he's not dead he in is. he's dead in all of them. No, no, no. He is still alive. He's in still alive comics. in the other ones. So how does that work Ex- exactly? There's other. Are you Earths asking me to explain the continuity of comic oh, books God. right now? Because <laughs> that's not a thing that can be explained ever. So, see, I never understand when they kill people off. Like it was a big deal when they killed off Superman mm-hmm. in the '90s. Well, that was a thing. But then they they brought him back. Like they did the weird like blue and silver Superman for a little while. But then it was just Superman. He's back. It's fine. And um, yeah. who else died? Uh, Captain, Captain America. America died uh the flash died mm-hmm. at some point why why did gene gray keeps dying there's a there's a panel from <laughs> not to spoil things but from all new x-men where she's like how did i die and and b says uh which time, time? 
It's her job, actually, to die. It is. That's in the end. But why do they do this? I mean, at some point, there's a... You start losing your return on investment. Like, people... Get less invested in the characters when you just keep killing them off. I don't. I don't think so, um, Catherine. How many Amazing X Men's did you buy between one and seven hundred? Just the seven hundredth one. Are you talking about Spider Man just now? Yeah. Okay, you said X Men. I was confused. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, I bought a few. I've bought a few here and there. I haven't ever regularly followed Amazing Spider Man. I, I think. I think they just do else. this so that you know. They make an extra buck off of Catherine walking in and being like, I heard that Spider-Man dies. I'm going to pick this up. Well, Spider-Man's really far away from Hawkeye, just in the alphabet. So. <laughs> but I don't, I don't usually make it that far down the new release wall. Okay, but it, but if they kept killing Hawkeye off, wouldn't there be a point at which you would just be like, I'm done. Matt Fraction's an idiot. No more of this. <laughs> well, I mean, he does have a really adorable and sexy protege whose name is Catherine. So, I mean, I probably would recover <laughs> if he were to to kill off Clint Francis Barton III. But it does, I think in any sort of, even in television or movies, when they keep killing off the same character and bringing them back and doing the whole thing, it definitely loses the punch it has the first time. If you're an X-Men fan, you're so sick of Jean Grey and Scott right. Summers' angst, you don't even care when she dies. Yeah, it's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> That that storyline's done because that Jean Grey is dead apparently now. I mean, they killed off Xavier, but that's not. There's no way that's gonna last. Like they we know Xavier before. can't be dead. Yeah. I like the way you pronounce the X in his name. <laughs> am I am I supposed to? I've I've lost track of whether or not I'm supposed to. I don't think so. Because I've said it without it, and people have corrected me, and then I say it with it, and people correct me. The only one I'm sure of is Prince Shizor. That's pronounced yes. Shizor. Yes. Good job. And uh, and Xena, no matter what um, Sawyer says, it's not Sheena. <laughs> Has he never seen the show? Like, seriously. Don't don't no, make a, a reference. He's a huge fake. You know this. <sighs> he is. Yes. His, this is part of his cover that he watches horrible Australian TV shows, but he, he just <laughs> didn't research it close. Great, wonderful Australian TV shows that I was everyone- I going to say, what are you talking about now? <laughs> I, thought, I thought that look was because it's not Australian. Oh no, no, it's Australia, all- Australia. It's oh, definitely okay. Australian. No, let, let's be clear. I Okay. Anyway. <laughs> what else do we have in the r- roundup? Oh yes, I want this in the rundown specifically because this sounds amazing. It is the Lord of the Rings theme park that is apparently in the works. Catherine, can you tell me more about this? It is all still in the very beginning stages, but Warner Brothers are talking to the Tolkien family, who still own the rights, obviously, to all of his immense amount of works. And uh, the Tolkien family actually spoke to J.K. Rowling, who um, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter it has been a huge success with fans and even with you know people that weren't so familiar with Harry Potter think it's really freaking awesome, because I suspect that it is. And this is all I want to happen in life right now is for this Lord of the Rings theme park to come true. Have Have either of you ever been to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter? I have. I not. have to tell you that is the coolest place on earth. <sighs> is it really? No. It's It's like being in the movie. Oh man! But with yeah. a million other people, it's always really really crowded. <laughs> well, of but course. it's like like. It's immaculate. It's 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 exactly what the sets look like. Everything is themed. Like, it's hard to tell. My only problem is that the entrance to one building or the exit to one building will look like the entrance to another shop. Mm. So, like, if you wanted to go to the joke store, you actually have to go into the candy store. But there's no signs because there's no signs in Diagon Alley about this is only an exit. So you open up the door and people yell at you. And so you close the door and then you get in line. (laughs) <laughs> but like the the restaurant in there, you know, all the all the tables are big and wooden, and mm. all the menus are on plasma screens that like move, you know, oh. so that like the text changes and the and the people move around. Magic. Um, it's it's really 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 cool, and I think that if if Universal or uh, like got a Middle Earth world going. It would be incredible. I mean, it would be like going to New Zealand. 
but well, yeah, New I mean, Zealand who has preserved the set of Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Forever. Right. I mean, you can you can go to Hobbiton, can't you? Like it's still yeah. No, much they, there. Yeah. when they rebuilt it for for the Hobbit, they actually didn't build it out of set material. Right. They build it out of wood and stone and things instead of plaster that looks like good wood. tilled earth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The Green Dragon is now a real pub in New Zealand that yes, you just go to. I heard yes. this. And I just need to so bad. <laughs> New Zealand will be renamed. And that's what the Harry Middle Potter Earth. thing is. Yeah. I mean, the hog's head, you just go in and there's, they have their own draft beer. Oh, like, man. Oh, no. The hog's head brew. I've actually just made vacation plans right now. I've, I've bought my tickets <laughs> to Florida. I'm going tomorrow. Okay. I have to warn you about the public bathrooms, if you can find them, because they're not very <laughs> well labeled, is that... <laughs> It just looks like a regular bathroom, but there's speakers. Aww. Oh no! That that sound like moaning Myrtle, <laughs> and she says, Ee! "I was about to make a joke. This is this is true. This is something that this happened. This is a real thing. Oh wow! That makes me I, a little uncomfortable. I love moaning Myrtle. I love her so much. I forget, I forget her name. Is it Shirley Henderson? Something like that. I love her so much, but I don't think I could take her her tittering. Yeah. Over. Unfortunately, she didn't record anything new. Uh, and it's just lines uh, from whichever uh, gobble of fire. No. So she says weird random things like, someone That's wrong, threw Drew. it on my head. <laughs> She's in Goblet of Fire, but she was more in oh, Chambers. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. No, she didn't go away. Actually, she, I, th- I think she's in like all of the books. Yes. Or, yeah. But she was only in two of the movies. Good point. But uh, yes. I, I came up with some, some rides that, oh. that I thought that the Middle Earth world should have. Nice. Um, we've got Helm's Deep, the ride, mm-hmm. uh, where you ride along the wall while Urukai like attack you from the sides, and whenever you go down, you slide on a on a shield. Yes, down the stairs. <laughs> we've got Bilbo's Barrel Ride, uh, where your group sits in a giant barrel, and and it just takes you around the events of the Hobbit movies. <laughs> Because I'm assuming these are based on the on the movies and not just on the books. Sure, because we have to have we have to have Ian Holm and all that. Right. Hmm. We've got a Gollum's House of Mirrors, <laughs> where you can have arguments with yourself from multiple <laughs> angles. Uh, we've got Thorin's Sing Along. It's like a country bear jamboree, but with dwarves. Oh my god, that would be, be so amazing! And we have uh, elf debates. Uh, it's like spinning teacups, but you spin really slowly in sparkly robes, and you just see who's the more majestic. <laughs> These are perfect. I'm actually crying I, from the perfection of that last one. I want, I want all of those. Those are, especially yes, the elf debates, the sparkly, sparkly elf debates. If they don't name a roller coaster the desolation of Smaug, they've missed out on a huge yeah. opportunity. Well, the issue being that the Harry Potter roller coaster is a rebranding of two dragons, and so it's oh. a dragon duel from right. Goblet of Fire. So another dragon roller coaster, I think, would mm. be unless they took over Harry Potter World. Well, there, which I don't see happening because, <laughs> I mean, I would go. I mean, there are times when my wife and I look at each other like we should go down to Florida right now. And just buy tickets to Islands of Adventure and just go to Harry Potter World and then come back. Like, it's worth (laughs) that much of a trip. I had a great time even before Harry Potter World was there. Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure is just the bomb. We we were overshadowed because we went to the Harry Potter thing first and then the rest Uh, of it was kind of downhill. Right. I remember when I was a kid, I read a popular mechanics that promised this Jurassic Park theme some mm-hmm. theme zone and yeah. i've seen pictures of it and it looks kind of lame it is like i expected amazingness yeah. and it's kind of the ride tiny. doesn't suck the ride doesn't the ride suck doesn't okay suck. i i didn't go on the ride because it would get me wet and we <laughs> weren't prepared for wetness is it see i was lucky because when i went we went with my little brother so i got to go on all the rides twice while my parents Ooh. waited in the special parents line so i just went on all the rides twice Nice. <laughs> except for you know the twister ride mm-hmm. that yes. they have uh my dad worked on that movie so i went on that ride roughly 12 times <laughs> nice cool it wasn't as fun the 12th time no i'm sure at that point now we I had went on the we jaws had... ride while i was there 
And I was scared like a little girl. I mean, this was last <laughs> year. I mean, and I was terrified. And I'd seen videos. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. But, like, I broke my wife's hand because I squeezed it so hard. I was like, she's like, it's just a plastic shark. I was like, but it's so big and scary. Well, it's the tour guides that run that ride that are going to screw you in the end because they're so It did. Good. It died over a year ago. No, They took sorry. it down. Oh, God, my life. Yeah. I have to go to Disney now. I'm sorry, guys. I have to go. I have to go right now. <laughs> We're going to pack up. We haven't so okay. So what else do we want to see at the wonderful world of uh, Middle Earth, whatever they're going to call it? <laughs> I mean, Middle Earth. I, obviously, they're going to have Hobbiton, and they can have um, Rivendell. Just walk around Rivendell for a little there's while. Just, there's so many things, and so many, yeah. so many iconic areas. Like with Harry Potter world, there's Diagon Alley, and then there's the castle. And that's all they really have. I mean, so it's just that kind of uh, that area that's actually around the castle. But like with Middle Earth, you know, you you got to have Hobbiton, sure. But yeah, you've got to have Rivendell, and you got to have Mirkwood, and you got to have uh, uh, Helm's Deep, <laughs> right. and you got to have Rohan, and you got to have. <laughs> well, I mean, in theory, you'd want to be able to walk from Hobbiton to Mordor and back. Oh God. In wow. like a day, right? Oh man, I would have so many emotions. It'd be <laughs> a really that would dangerous. Be so game. incredible, and and, and you, can... you know, and you know, on the path they would have, you know, the trolls, the yep. troll statues. Trolls would be there. There would just be a bunch of grown adults <laughs> at Mordor just weeping, being like, "I did the journey." Well, just imagine. <laughs> just also, they're gonna <laughs> you, you carry a ring the whole time, and you <laughs> oh, you throw God. it in like a a well. <laughs> you throw it in. Well, uh, the the weeping they're gonna have over at the um I forget what it's called, but the dock to the Grey Havens. Oh with the, yeah, the ship. That's how you have to leave. That's, That's how you I have know. to leave the oh. theme park. You have to take the ship <laughs> to Lennox your is car. Actually, there singing. <laughs> just Annie Lennox just standing in the corner. That's good, Annie. Keep it. Keep going. That's perfect. She actually rows the boat for you. Just being like, mm-hmm. Oh man. So much crying. I imagine there's not as much crying at the Harry Potter Adventureland. Oh, no, I would cry. there's not much room for emotion <laughs> because there's just so many people. I felt bad because it was summer, mm. and because uh, Diagon Alley is themed winter. Um, uh, it's not Diagon Alley. It's the it's the place nearby the Hogsmeade. 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 So it's Hogsmeade. Some of it is Diagon Alley. They just mixed it all together. Sure. Um, but but it's winter themed because it's always winter when they go to Hogsmeade, right? So all of the people working there are dressed as if it is winter. Oof. So like these people are outside serving us butterbeer and they're in sweaters and class robes. And I'm like, you poor, poor people. Wow. And it would that take would... a while. Who do you get to play hobbits? Do you get like, I mean, are are there going to be people wandering around as hobbits? Are you going to be ah? Uh, when you're in Hobbiton, you'll be scaled with the hobbits. Yes. yes. And then they'll, when you they'll, leave, they'll build they'll build will... Hobbiton big for you. Yes. That'll make sense. I. Or or they'd have to have two. I don't know. Like you'd want to be able to experience Hobbiton <laughs> as a hobbit and as a human, right? Yeah. So they'd they'd have to build it twice. And then CG you in to the whichever <laughs> one. That you... All the things they could do. And then they need the behind the scenes version with like the table that's cut in half for the mm-hmm. forced perspective shots. So you can, and you can like ride the cart with Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining so the Hobbit behind the scenes ride is just green screen. <laughs> no, no, no. Run. Duck. I'm filming you in 3D. This is exciting. <laughs> I really don't know if this is going to happen though, because it's it's Universal that wants to do it. Uh, Universal but, is asking Warner Brothers to ask Tolkien, right? But it's it's not just Warner Brothers; it's New Line and MGM at this point, and the Tolkien family. So it's like this is going to be every single company out there getting together. <laughs> like What's everyone really has weird to get their own. Is one of the islands of adventure is Marvel. One of the Universal oh, really? Islands of Adventure is a Marvel island. Oh, God. Which is That's owned true. by Disney. 
Universal just doesn't have any of its own properties anymore. <laughs> no, this, this, this is quite Harry true about Potter Universal. is Warner Brothers too. Universal is just really good at at theme parks. This is true. Except that they closed the Jaws ride, which well, now the, there's only one ride from when they opened. Which one? Oh wow, the ET ride is the only oh, that ride, ride is left that was there. When it was open. I thought it was horrible. Is it like good terrifying? Well, I mean, uh, the, I only went on it once, so it was the first time we went, and never again. Because it's all in the dark, you have to walk through a forest with creepy yeah. spacemen and the line, and there's, I didn't, it was like Jeez. Area 51 for my tiny brain, I didn't, I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm I terrified of the dark, if that explains why I can't okay. go on that ride anymore. Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so that's what we'll see. Well, I don't know if they're going to build this in Florida, if they're going to build it in New Zealand, if they're going to have to build it in the midwest so that there's like enough space for all the things that we want <laughs> a but life-size yeah, mount doom <laughs> right <laughs> so in another in another 10 years we can all go up to saskatchewan and and there will be the life-size mount doom out in the middle of nowhere that'll be quite <laughs> exciting uh but we also have other things on the rundown to get to before before we're all done um yeah this week uh connecticut decided to get together and uh, burn video games, I guess, because this is Nazi Germany and that's what we do now. I don't Fahrenheit 451, but for real. Yeah. Now, what? What? This unsettles me on all so many levels. You go ahead, and I will. I will rebut. I, I will. I will counterpoint. Go ahead. Well, I just. I feel like. Telling people, bring us the games you don't want, and we'll give you, you know, a gift card, or we'll give you... They're giving away gift certificates to restaurants and bowling alleys. I I don't really see the need to sort of maliciously destroy these games, when if people didn't want the games, they could take them into, like, a GameStop. Just trade them in. And they would get money, and that would also be fair. And it, it just it seems a little bit rash, a reaction. Yeah, I, we, we have a rating system that like clearly tells parents like this video game would not really be suitable for children, but these thousands of video games are. And I, I just, the, the, the idea that we're demonizing video games seems a little silly when, you know, we know that video games don't cause violence, but, and they also don't let anyone do violence. So maybe we should go after the stuff that actually causes these things and, and perpetuates, you know, the gun culture in our in our country that sort of thing like let's go over the go after those things and not focus on video games which just seem like such a, a small a small thing but drew you, you want it to rebut well not, not necessarily rebut but i i don't think what these this group is act asking for is so bad i mean like sure i mean you can still trade in your games to to gamestop but i think what they're doing is trying to make parents aware that their kids are playing these games because I feel that a lot of parents nowadays are just buying their kids video games and letting the video game be the babysitter. I mean, even my two-year-old nephew, if he sees your iPhone, he's got to have it. He's got to play with it. And he knows exactly how to use it. And I feel that, that that's what parents are doing now is giving their kids an Xbox controller and then going and doing whatever it is. And I think that, that anything to cause... I think that the parenting is is one of the things that we need to focus on here and not just the violent video games, but the parents buying their kids violent video games and not even realizing what's going on or teaching them or talking to them. I think I think this may help the cause of the problem wherever in Connecticut this thing is. Yeah, I, I, I just, you know, I grew up watching violent movies and playing violent games and I'm Mostly fine. Yeah, but I think your, a lot of your people parents, do. Your parents spent time with you and stuff, right? It's not right. like they, they sat you in right. front of the video game and said, now, Gregory, you play this game. <laughs> don't well, bother us. <laughs> I just don't know if the town had had a buyback program that that would have made them change or, or made anyone change. Like The, pe the people who are going to buy their kids whatever and don't even think about it aren't going to be like, oh, I can get a gift certificate to Chuck E. Cheese if I turn this in. Like, they're just going to continue to ignore it and continue to just let their kid do whatever. And, and connecting parenting with 
a school shooting also seems a, a bit much like, yes, parents could be better parents, like in general, but I, I don't think we should blame, you know, I played Mortal Kombat as a, as a child. I don't think my parents should be held responsible for other things happening. Like if I hadn't played Mortal Kombat, everything would have been fine and there would have been no school shootings. I, I don't, that's, that's not the connection. The things go much deeper than that. So yes, in general, I agree with you, Drew. That the TV should not be a babysitter, um, and parents should realize that. But let, let's not demonize, I guess, demonize media for right. what what crazy people do. Yeah, and I agree with that. Yeah, that is but my it, general problem with this idea is that they're almost going out of their way to say these are bad. Yeah, you should get rid of them when it is the parents responsibility or it's their role to play to say this is acceptable for my child or it's not yeah right even okay, though their so child will sneak off to play video games <laughs> yeah. yes i wish that there was some kind of rating system that they had so that parents you know and that yes. like described the game on the back that if you know <laughs> violent situations and sex and nudity and stuff right i still right. get carded at gamestop every time when i buy <laughs> so i mean i don't go to gamestop anymore but that's a different story altogether I do agree. I do agree with gun buyback programs. I think those are fantastic and there should be a gun buyback program in every city all the time. There's one in my city. Hey. Very good. Okay. So <laughs> so those I am in favor of because those are dangerous things that should be thought about and maybe if you have kids around who are a little bit unstable, you shouldn't be keeping guns in the house. That's Yeah. Yes. But I don't think a copy of Halo 4 is going to cause anything to happen okay so moving on from violence in video games and, and, and all of that that i think we we all pretty much agree with and people that that listen to our show probably agree with as well um i do i will go ahead and skip over this top 27 list just because i i'd want to touch on each 27 <laughs> maybe we'll get to that next week uh we can talk though about twin peaks and how apparently sources say twin peaks may be getting a third season that's what that's what we've been told once again. David yeah. Lynch has apparently sources are saying been in talks again. Um, exclusive to exclusive to exclusive sources uh, talking about bringing back Twin Peaks for a third season set twenty five years after the finale. We we did find out the... who killed Laura Palmer, right? <laughs> uh, well, did... yes. Complicated answer. Well, I. The answer the is yes, was, and the show well, kept on going, and it was terrible. It it, 25 it was, years later, what are they going to discover? What are they going to accomplish? Nothing. Well, Nothing. I mean, There's I'm no reason sure for this. I'm sure that Dale Cooper is still possessed Yeah. by the crazy murder demon named Bob. I think that's still happening. <laughs> named Bob. He was a creepy dude. I mean, yes, he, he can was, have whatever name he wants. I haven't seen I'm it in a long time, the- but I did see all of it, and... I'm still afraid of the Black Lodge and the backwards talk and the right. horrible things. So to be fair, this isn't just sources. This is Mark Frost, who was the co-creator of Twin Peaks, um, had an interview with Sci-Fi Now magazine where he basically goes on and talks about how this is a imminent possibility. Now, the, the source is that David Lynch had an actual meeting with, I think, ABC. But... but Frost talks about how it's it's possible that they could set it 25 years later and they could pick up these plot threads. I think there would be interest in this. I think this could be a cool thing. I I, I did. I, I bailed on Twin Peaks somewhere in the second season. I don't I don't know where because I was completely lost. It, it gets really confusing in the way that I've watched the same episode more than once and not noticed <laughs> on my first watch through. Exactly. But, I mean, Kyle MacLachlan is always excited about Twin Peaks. He wanted to do Dale Cooper miniseries or web series, and that yeah. would have been just terrifying, I'm sure, actually. <laughs> but, but it's really, I would love to see more Twin Peaks. He, he is so good. So that character always. was so good. The, the, the world that he created, that, that Lynch and Frost created, was, was very cool. And I, I very much enjoyed that first season. I, I, I wish the show had, had actually gone somewhere and done something. But well, we I mean, shouldn't the third... have found out who killed Laura Palmer. In the well, end. Yeah. I, I didn't. They they thought they were going to only get one season, so they went ahead and and put it in. I something like that. And then they made the movie that was like a flashback. 
We don't talk about Firewalk with me. You know what the problem is? I started oh, with Firewalk with me. Oh no! Oh God! No, like my mother, my my stepmom was like, "We're gonna watch Twin Peaks, and here we'll start with the movie because it happens before." And I'm like, "Well, I know who killed Laura Palmer." I'm very confused now. Yeah. David Bowie's in that movie. <laughs> I don't recall. He he's in it for a second. He's walking backwards through a security <laughs> tape. He's sort of moonwalking in slow motion. Kiefer Sutherland is there. Really? Because yes, it's Kiefer Sutherland because uh, Kyle MacLachlan is not in most of it as Dale Cooper, so they bring in Kiefer Sutherland to be an FBI agent. Oh yeah. I blacked oh, out God. for most of that movie. I don't actually remember it. It was Jack bad. Bauer is in Firewalk with me. <laughs> well, and, and apparently knowledge. David Duchovny is in the second season, and I, I, I stopped watching before that. He's in a dress. I, I hear dress. this. If someone oh, had told delightful. me, maybe I would have kept watching until that point. I didn't hear about this until later, and now it's like I would have to start at the beginning, and then I, I would know going in that I'm going to get no resolution. No, that no. Yeah. No. <laughs> I can't. I can't explain the plot of Twin Peaks to anyone logically. So, the third. I think okay. David Lynch can explain anything logically, but that's not important right now. <laughs> but uh, a, a third... explanation of Blue Velvet. Right. Oh God, let's not. The um, a third season though could could possibly bring answers. It could bring an, an interesting overarching story to it. It's it's possible. I um, think it's going to be like Lost. It's just going to introduce a whole bunch of new things <laughs> for it not to answer. Well simultaneously not answering any of the questions we had previously i guess it at least would make me happy the idea that we would force david lynch to work within a studio system like when you just let david lynch go off and and make a thing by himself it confuses me and disturbs me and does not make me happy oh they'll give him free reign and just put whatever he because they won't understand it they won't even edit it they'll just put it on tv (laughs) have you seen his public service announcements no, no, I, I he, have not. He did those. Oh, <laughs> There's like an anti-smoking one. There's one about like uh, mental health awareness. No, mental health awareness. It. That's <laughs> yeah. That's that's appropriate. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, David Lynch. I guess. I guess we'll see. Um, last thing. Last thing on the rundown is something that confused me quite a bit more than oh. I think David Lynch yes. would. Okay. So this is Hawaii Five O, which is a show I'm not watching. It's it's a show, to my understanding, that was created just so that actors from Lost would not have to move away from Hawaii. Um, but apparently they're doing an episode in which viewers will get to choose the ending. They're gonna they're gonna show the show. They're gonna introduce a a killing of some sort. They're gonna introduce suspects, and then throughout the show you can tweet, I suppose, with a hashtag, and they're gonna collate the tweets, and then they're gonna choose what final act. To air this, and, this angers me for so many reasons. Someone else oh, talked about it God. before I jump in. They're doing it twice too. They're doing the East Coast yeah. voting and then the West Coast. I, you were really angry and you're like, Catherine, look at this. Put it on the rundown. It's I hate it. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad it. that we put it on here because we hate it. Because I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna be just the anti on all this stuff, aren't I? <laughs> I love Hawaii Five O because it. It is just a fun show where mm. they do things like take a helicopter and throw a police van into the ocean so the guy can escape <laughs> with scuba divers with blowtorches. I love that. I love shows that make no sense, I guess. <laughs> but this is just possibly, I mean, the plot is already questionable on yeah. the show. It's just the worst idea. So, so, so you're going to vote on who you want to be the killer? Like, I, I want that guy to be the killer and then it's going to be revealed that it was him. After all, like what? Yeah. How this is not how narrative. This is not how narratives work. Like choose your own adventure books aren't like who do you think killed them? Okay, if you think this person killed them and you're they right, totally flip did. to page thirty, and then that person's going to be the killer. No, it's like you make a choice and you don't know where that's going to lead. If this was like that, where it's like, what should the protagonist do? Uh, that might be cool. Like you know, do a cliffhanger at each act and be like. Should he shoot the guy or should he run away and then have his vote? And then it goes from there. That could be really cool. But this idea of choosing the killer just seems weird and creepy. 
uh, yeah, my my problem with it is it well, it's not a problem. It shows the laziness of of these these CSI shows, yeah, and how cheaply written they are. That that if you can write a TV show where th- any of these three people can be the killer and none of the any clues of tell you, I mean, like <laughs> Sherlock blows my mind, but yeah. You know, most of the time you can figure it out if you're like really paying attention and thinking like him. And isn't that they supposed don't, to be like, the point? Spring like, something be, on you. Yeah. yeah, you're supposed, supposed to, to be, be paying invested. attention, figuring out the clues. But there's no. But, clues but the here. fact that it, this this one is obviously written to be it could be any of these three people. Which one do you think it should be? I like the concept. I like the idea of using hashtags and stuff to do something like this, but not necessarily, you know. To show that they obviously don't come up with the endings until they're writing them anyway. Well, I don't know. If you've and then it was their grandmother. Oh, you didn't see that coming, did you? Ah. Hawaii Five O is not a show where it's at all secretive about who the killer is. I'll say that. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, the Iron Chef was on it for quite some time <laughs> as the usually the murderer character, <laughs> so no one was surprised. John Locke was up to no good on Hawaii Five O. No one was surprised. I just, I feel like if you're going to do something like this, do something a little bit more fun with it, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I I, like the idea of the Choose Your Own Adventure TV show. That could be really fun. And then you could, you'd have a branching DVD that you release, so people, you know, will watch it, they'll want to buy the DVD so they can play it over and over again. Uh, But what was aired, you know, was based on what people voted for. That could be really fun, I think. And totally doable. did. ER, um, back in the day, did two live episodes. Oh, yeah. They did it twice. They did it for the East Coast and the West Coast, and that was just the coolest idea. Uh, 30 Rock yes, did a live episode. Neat. West it's... Wing did, too. They're, that's insane and silly. It'd be <laughs> like, this episode's broadcast in 3D. Why? No reason. <laughs> <laughs> because we can. Because we can. All right. So that brings us to the end of the rundown. Thank you guys for for running it down with me. But this does bring us into the staff meeting portion of the show where um, sentient uh, robotic amoebas have infected the ship and are quickly taking over the ship's computers. And we do have to rush to figure out a solution. So I've called you all here into the observation lounge for what your suggestions would be for how we can get away from this robotic amoeba madness Drew, do you have a a pick of the week for us? <laughs> yes, I believe the robotic amoebas would be as disturbed by Stephen King's Dark Tower book series Ooh. as much as I am. Um, I've read the first four books before. I'm rereading them again. My goal last year was to read all of them, and I'm still halfway through the fourth book still. Okay. So so that didn't work out very well. But uh, I'm reading them in order. I'm 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 in the middle of Wizard and Glass, and then I'm going to move on to the new book, Wind in the Keyhole, which takes place. It's Dark Tower 4.5. It fills in some of the gaps between four and five, and then I'm going to keep going and finally finish it. Maybe this year, hopefully. Aren't, I just keep getting distracted by other books. Aren't all Stephen King books really Dark Tower books? Yes. Not. All of them, but there's a surprising number of them that that do tie in. In addition to, like, reality is a Dark Tower book. It is. Yes, yes, he (laughs) managed to tie actual reality into the Dark Tower series. I've heard. Pennywise lives. Pennywise lives, that's all I'm saying. Okay, I I don't know. I will jump into it. Well, I will. Dark Tower, very cool. Um, Catherine, what, what about you? What have you brought to this staff meeting? I've actually brought something that we've already touched upon this week, um, yeah. but I want everyone to go home and queue up their Netflix, and I want them to watch all of The Twilight Zone, the original series, because Rod Sterling's genius writing with his narration is everything I love about classic science fiction, especially those short stories by Arthur C. Clarke and all of the the big names of science fiction from back in the day. I just miss that sort of subtler form of storytelling if a door didn't have a keyhole and instead you had to slide under it metaphysically i I watched the i watched the pilot the other day it is a really really good show 
and I'm amazed what can be done. It's like 25 minutes of him just wandering around that town in black no and white. Well, there's dialogue, but it's just him. It's He's him talking to himself. Talking to, it, it's amazing. We need it's more so anthology good. shows like that. We, yes. You know, we, we had a big run of them with, with Twilight Zone and then whatever the other one was. Gallery? One Night is. Gallery. Oh, Night Gallery was good. And, you know, uh, wasn't there a... Was it a Friday the 13th series? Hmm. Or was it... No, it was the other one. Uh, the Crystal Lake one. What's it called? I'm not the sure. The one with Jason. What's the actual Jason Halloween? movies called? No. Uh, J- oh, Jason was... Um, oh, what are those movies? Oh, goodness. No, not those Nightmare are the Friday Street. the 13th. Those movies. are the Friday the 13th, yes. Nightmare on Elm Street. One or the other of them had... <laughs> <laughs> had a TV show that was just an anthology that oh, had nothing to do with Fred or Freddy or <laughs> Jason or whichever one was on it. <laughs> nice. I, I definitely agree with that. Anthology shows are great. There was Nightmares and Dreamscapes that Sci-Fi was doing, which had some really amazing episodes. Okay, it so there we my go. My favorite Stephen King in there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's the I need uh, to that's watch the, that. <laughs> the the classic um, Twilight Zone from Catherine. And I'm going to, of course, you both are wrong. Um, and the only solution to this is to play uh, the new game for iOS, which is called Hundreds. It is a puzzle game. Uh, it's really hard to explain, but there's circles on the screen. And when you press them, uh, numbers go up. And you have to make all the circles equal 100. So it sounds really simple, but when the circles start like moving around... And when you realize that you can't touch a circle with another circle while you're making it bigger, and then there's like other circles and there's razors that like shut them down, it gets complicated and amazing. So it is by the guys who made Cannibalt. If you remember that game where you sort of run through a city that's getting destroyed by robots, uh, it's got a really cool visual style. It's just very simplistic but very pleasing. Check it out. Hundreds. I think it's two ninety nine. I would definitely recommend playing it on the iPad. I don't think the iPhone just has enough screens real estate, but you could try. Let me know. Um, so that that is my pick. Hundreds for for iOS. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me on yet another observation lounge. I did want to give you guys a chance to mention where you can be found on the internet. Uh, Drew, you can find me on Trek FM, where the t- I'm the TOS editor, and. Uh... I, I need to write things for it. We're working on some really cool stuff behind the scenes, though. You really should uh, uh, stay tuned. 2013 will be the year of Trek FM, and you will you will remember it for years to come. You can also <laughs> find me on Twitter, at 005, where I make stupid jokes. Very well. And Catherine? Um, I am mainly to be found on the Twitter, at Hawkeye Poet, which everyone is always surprised to learn is my handle. <laughs> Where I mostly talk about all sorts of things. Very nice. And I can be found at Greg Harbin. That's G-R-E-G-H-A-R-B as in boy. I-N. Where I'm talking about, yes, all kinds of things as well. Uh, mostly Mass Effect. Hopefully as I'll be tweeting it. As I'm now understanding what's going on in the plot, I can start my Mass Effect tweet-a-thon. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me. It's been another wonderful Observation Lounge. And we'll be back next week. Meeting adjourned.